Right, Wicked. So today we're talking to Freddie Owsley, who is a player for the Bristol Bears rugby and has also sprinted for GB and was one of the quickest blokes in Europe for his age. We're chatting to him today about the generalist v specialist debate, which is something that's quite topical in sport at the moment. And yeah, he's pretty relevant to that because he is probably the biggest generalist I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, Fred Owsley this week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to chatting to him about the generalist specialist debate, which is obviously whether you're better off playing a whole host of sports or whether you're better off specialising in just one. Obviously, Fred has done the former, but a lot of people say you're better off doing the latter just because if you focus your energies in just one sport, then you're not going to have any distractions and you can just make yourself to the best of your possible ability in that one sport. So it'd be good to hear his perspective on it and see whether he thinks he would have been better off specialising in rugby or whether he's glad that he's played all the sports that he has done at the level that he has done. Yeah, with him, it would just be quite interesting to hear whether he's had any troubles with it coming through the years. He's, I grew up with him. He was just a bit of a joke in any sport he played. He's played like representative level at so many different sports and he wasn't even playing rugby properly a year ago. And he's now at like one of the biggest premiership teams. So yeah, it would be class to chat to him about that. Also, his sister's pretty much the same, Lily Owsley. Of any sport she plays, she's class at. She's obviously got a gold medal and over 100 England caps. So it would be sick to chat to him about the role that siblings can play in your development, um, in terms of the mental side, keeping you going. And yeah, seeing someone that you're so close to do so well, it must be such a motivational factor. Having a Olympic medalist, gold medalist, as a sibling is only going to spur you on, isn't it? So pretty ideal having a sibling like that if you want to achieve something in sport um but the other thing that i'm looking forward to chatting to him about is like obviously he spent time at college in america um and now he's a rugby player so he'll be in a pretty good position to chat about the potential of rugby in america um because i know they're talking about establishing a new league over there which will be like the equivalent of the ipl and cricket and they're thinking about pumping a whole load of money into it and it's quite an interesting idea, so it'd be quite good to find out whether Fred thinks it's got legs. Yeah, definitely. And it's like when we chatted to Rafael about basketball in the UK, like there's definitely the talent for rugby in the US. Like the US has some of the most talented sportsmen in the world, without a doubt. But and they'd all be sick at rugby. So they've definitely got the talent pool there. And I think they'll probably do quite an American thing with it and just throw a load of money at it and see where it can go really. So it'll be interesting to see what Freddie says and whether there's an appetite for that at all. I'm sure they'd love it. And I mean, there's so many good athletes out there who, if they turn their hand to rugby, the US would have such a good team. Like, if you think how many players get discarded by the NFL and the NBA each year, imagine if, like, even some of them played rugby. That's a whole load of good players that could create quite a good team for America. Also, with this podcast, we have decided to meet up with Fred and do it outdoors because we didn't really fancy doing it over Zoom with him. And yeah, we all live close to each other. So we do apologise if there's a bird or a plane or any other disturbances in the audio quality. Having bird sounds in the background might be quite nice to be fair, but no, I'm just looking forward to actually interviewing someone in person rather than over Zoom. Well, let's get started. It might be quite weird interviewing Fred at first, but I'm sure we'll get into it. Right, so thanks for doing this, Fred. Appreciate it. No worries. Good to be here. What have you been up to during lockdown? So lockdown's been quite good for me, to be honest. Um, so obviously finished up at the Bears and they gave us a few bits and bobs to take home. Gym kit, GPS, 
and I moved in with my sister in Maidenhead. So that's been good. It's with three other pro athletes. So we kind of um, train hard in the week and still get to kind of have a nice relaxed time in the weekend. Obviously, you know, Lily. And yeah, it's been good to be fair. Yeah, and have Bear's been sending you stuff to do in the day? Yeah, so we get stuff daily. It's kind of in the morning, you wake up at eight or something and you've got your stuff to do. We have this little, uh, it's called Kitman, this little app that we have to fill in each morning just uh, how we're doing, how we're feeling, and our weight, something like that. And then we do the session, and we have our GPS, so you can't really be slacking off too much. But no, it's good. It's good to keep a routine going, to be honest. And then we still get the Saturday and Sunday off, so uh, you can kind of relax. And it's, it's kind of like being in a more controlled uni house with my sister and her <laughs> friends. So, Have you been able to actually see the other boys at all in, in the team? Not really. So uh, it started off the first week or two, when we weren't really sure what lockdown was, um, I'd see a few of them at the pitch because uh, we we kind of all go around the sort of 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock time to train. Uh, so I'd be training with them, uh, but kind of from a distance from with about two or three. Then when lockdown got a bit more serious, we I've kind of just been on my own, just do my own bits and bobs and then have a few FaceTimes here and there. We have a um, social catch up twice a week. So we have a, a Zoom call with the whole team and, and Pat and just chat about not rugby related just chat about what we've been doing in the week documentaries you've been watching stuff like that so it's been quite nice to be honest nothing too bad and documentaries wise I assume everyone's watching Last Dance yeah yeah so I think it was my granny called me up recently actually saying she'd seen something about the Bears and it was uh, something about Pat Lamb gets inspiration from The Last Dance and yeah it's because uh, I think on our Zoom calls we have to say what, what we've been doing and there was one week where Pretty much the whole squad said they'd just been watching The Last Dance. I think Last yeah. Dance is probably the best thing that's come out of lockdown. Really. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Perfect time most. to release yeah. it, honestly. But from a like, sportsman's perspective, it must be pretty good to watch as like inspiration. I said to Joe, I like studying sports players quite a lot. And I think that one underlying trait is that everyone does have that kind of successful sports person does have that drive and that, that work hard uh, factor, but I think yeah, MJ took it to another level really. Yeah. So obviously, Fred talking about the last dance, it shows Michael Jordan. He obviously played basketball and then he uh, tried baseball for a little while. You're someone who's tried a lot of sports in their time. Do you think that sort of helped you? Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, our family is just full of them. We we're kind of chucked into everything when we were younger. Uh, just very active kids, especially me and my sister and. I think we were just lucky in the fact that we were chucked in so much and our parents were kind of the most relaxed people ever. They never forced us to do anything. We were just desperate to play ourselves. So me and Lily were chucked into all sorts of sports. Um, when we were younger, it was athletics, uh, rugby, football, hockey, played a bit of tennis, the lot. But um, no, 100% I feel it's helped me. I went through a phase where a couple of years ago where I felt it may have... Um, hindered me a bit and I, I should have focused on one earlier on but no I feel like without a doubt each one drives on the other I definitely think you have to do it in the right way I think when I got to sixth form I dropped once I dropped football and um, it turned into just two sports so it was just athletics and rugby and uh, I think that was right so I think I think you have to do it in the right approach but um, my whole life really it's helped me uh majorly but I think it was leaving to Birmingham so the gap year kind of age 
19, I went into just athletics and it did really help to be fair. It's annoying that none of it was shown because that kind of period for six months, it was just training. There were no races. There was nothing to show for it. But um, I felt like I went to a new level. So it was the right age to, to drop down to one sport. But I unfortunately got injured just before the year started. But it did show that all the work before had been geared up towards focusing and specialising on one sport. But at a young age, 100%, I played everything. I, I mean, with Joel, we played hockey yeah. together. We played rugby. We played, we did everything. Towards sixth form, I kind of rugby picked up. I think with size, I was always one of the smallest, uh, not the toughest in the tackle. But then through the years, it really helped and started playing for Bristol, playing well and doing stuff with England counties and Scotland under 18s and stuff. And I think all of them, there's no doubt that each helped each other. Like, uh, Everyone I've seen who's who's dabbled in a lot of sports has kind of when they've specialised in one, it's always driven them on further, and they've always gone on yeah. to do well. They've they've got a new set, a skill set different to any others. You see them all the time with, um, like you said, with MJ played baseball up to eighteen. I'm sure that would have helped out his basketball set. Yeah. Uh, my sister, yeah, she she was pretty much national level about three different sports, <laughs> and, and I've kind of always seen that. So I feel. It's definitely the right approach, but yeah, it has had some difficulties along the way. Yeah, it's almost, well, we've chatted about it before, but it's almost like that's completely to your advantage. You sort of not playing rugby for a while and then coming back to it, because maybe if you were sort of in the rugby system for, you know, the last five years, you might not get burnout with it, but definitely mentally maybe get a bit sick of it. And Yeah, 100%. As I've seen, literally I've lived through burning out in a, in one sport so yeah. I there's no doubt that I burnt out in athletics and I was sick of it by the end that was definitely down to um, the fact that I wasn't succeeding in it and I wasn't doing well in it I think when you're doing well in something it's so easy to just keep the years flowing on and training training so much easier when you're doing well you're excited to turn up but it's naive to think that you're going to be doing well the whole time Be rugby that has always been my favourite sport my first sport uh, I've played and I feel like going away was something I needed to do, 100%. Who knows what, what I'll do in rugby, but that was definitely needed. I feel if I had come to the stage that I did in athletics, but with rugby instead, I'd be heartbroken. So yeah. so I definitely have a little chip on my shoulder from athletics, from, from not going on to achieve what I, I should have. I was definitely seen of to do a lot better than I was expected with being like one of the fastest in Europe, the under-20s at a young age and British Championships final for seniors but not going on to succeed um, definitely a little chip on the shoulder but if it had come to that point in rugby I think it would have hit me a lot harder because that was yeah. always my favourite yeah. sport and I think athletics is such a pure sport it's literally it's not my environment as says Joel like um, I was in a group of 10 and not, not just drinking but it'll show the environment that two of them are drunk in their life or two or three wow. in their life yeah and the others kind of like had one or two drinks a year and I'd kind of be, if I had gone and had a pizza or something, I'd be looked at differently. And yeah. they're some of my best mates, but it was a, a different environment to what I'm used to. And to be honest, it didn't work for me. That's what I'm saying. I think you have to stay true to who you are, but just find that right balance. And I think I went over the edge with it, uh, kind of had a no-carb 
diet. I didn't drink for a year. And it just didn't work for me at all. I think what you say about burning out is so true. Like me and Joel have seen it from playing cricket. Like loads of good players who focus so hard on becoming a professional cricketer. But they got to the age of about 16, 17. The pressure just got too much and they ended up giving it up, basically. So it's good to have other sports on the side, which might maybe you don't take as seriously, just so you still get that enjoyment of sport and then focus on your, your main sport to try and get as best as you possibly can. 100%, yeah. So you as a person, obviously, I've grown up with you. I've seen that you're lucky in the sense that most sports you try, you are good at. And, you know, a year ago you were doing decathlon in athletics and then there was even talk of you being able to kick for an American football team and take that quite seriously and now you're obviously playing um, professional rugby so what do you think it was for you that made you pick rugby in the end or driven you to rugby now? Well in terms of driving me to rugby now that was always going to be the end goal so I, I knew I was the type that we were both similar in that fact that we played so many sports and, and happened to do well at them at a young age but it was always if I could do one thing, it would be rugby. And, and rugby was the first sport I ever played. My, my dad played. Always been obsessed with rugby, really. And the main turning point was, in terms of choosing rugby, was going to run for Great Britain school in the summer years of school, so 18. And I realised that this was taking off to a point that I couldn't continue with rugby. I couldn't continue with yeah. anything. And I was in the academy for Bristol and I, I missed, I think, the last three or four games and uh, for GB camps and then I had a trial for England counties where I had Loughborough where I had to go watch because I wasn't allowed to play because of a GB race coming up which was gutting in the sense that rugby was the one that I wanted to go on and prove myself but I think athletics had just come to a point where I, I knew I had to focus on that at that time especially as you're not exactly going to do rugby and then go to athletics when you've got a few ACL injuries and, and, and bruises everywhere. So it was definitely good to go the way I did. But um, in terms of choosing rugby, I, I kind of set myself a goal when I left school that I'd do four years of athletics around that sort of age and after 2020 Olympics, which was, I thought, at the time when I was going to Europeans, running for Great Britain, I thought that was definitely, and it was, it was definitely in my sights. So I thought I'd go for that and then, that would be the cutoff. I would be straight into rugby from then on, which I felt could be easy now that you've ran for Great Britain, you've done all these things. So for a trial or something would be the easy thing, but then it would be how are you going to pick up the sport after? So rugby was always in my mind forever. It's never left my mind, to be honest. Yeah. But in terms of choosing sports, I definitely find it, it can be a hindrance in terms of doing too much. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like it's something that's quite easy is being able to take up a load of sports, but there obviously must be some difficulties along the way, you know, mental battles, which one to choose, or maybe a bit of disappointment with coaches, you know, not choosing their sport. So it must be a bit of a struggle in a way that you've been able to play so many sports and then eventually you have to pick one. Yeah, 100% it's a benefit. Like there's, there's no doubt that all those sports can hurt you. It's, falling out with coaches at school was a regular occurrence for me and picking sports over other sports and which actually looking back was definitely not my fault which I thought it was from at the time but um it was just the ones I had to pick and then and then later in life definitely doing all these sports is amazing and it's great that you can kind of like jump into one as I said it's just somehow 
did that American football and, and played quarterback for a bit and then did the um, decathlon and, and did yeah. the nationals decathlon for that within a few months and then went to America and kind of went there f- as, on a scholarship for sprinting and then after a little bet at a, a party I went and kicked for goal with the, the kicker of the American football team and ended up beating him in a little challenge <laughs> and um, kind of ended up being asked to play for their American football team as the kicker <laughs> but it was actually just as I was leaving America so not long ago six months ago um, all this stuff was going on with the kicking and the uni had got me an agent and stuff to, to try go to an, an NFL uh, kind of camp thing in Alabama and um, <laughs> one of my best friends from athletics um, a guy called Effa basically said that because I was kind of struggling with it mentally what's going on with rugby athletics American football and he kind of just said that you're all over the shop which was right and he said like what do you want to do and I I didn't realize how simple it was but I just said oh, I want to play rugby and it was crazy I just said oh yeah and just started sending some emails out and that's that's landed me at Bristol pretty much. So it wasn't a difficult decision then going from athletics to rugby really? Well I mean it's still very new I don't know it's hard to say because I haven't even played a game yet I played like some reserve games and stuff like that but I'm still in that period where I'm not sure where I'm going to end up with rugby. Well, I guess you played, so you said you played like hockey, which obviously gives you hand-eye coordination, football gives you kicking, athletics gives you running ability, so you can use all of them playing rugby. Exactly, yeah, and it's, that's the main thing that sprinting brought me into this, brought me into rugby. There's no way that Bristol would have had a look-in if I hadn't run for Great Britain. People got in sprinters before and in loads of different sports. I know so many sprinters that have been asked to play rugby, play rugby sevens, play, try for football, try bobsleigh, yeah. try all these things because it's such a pure sport that yeah. they do love sprinters. But luckily, I'm from a background where I've played so many sports of delving thing, to like, everything. So I've kind of got that, yeah. that skill set in a way. You see sprinters, like you saying Bolt tried football, didn't he? Yeah. Like, yeah, obviously he's really rapid, but he doesn't have the skills. But because you've played so many sports from a young age, not only you're rapid, but you've actually got skills as well. So that shows why it is so beneficial to play loads of those sports. Oh, I feel like at an older age, obviously, you now have to start thinking of your career and specialising. And, and I feel like I have been all over the place. And you need to find that balance. You said that um, obviously playing all these sports at a young age has helped you. But on the flip side of that, were there times when it maybe, maybe when you were training for rugby and you're thinking, oh, maybe if I just focused on athletics, I would have been, uh, maybe I'm wasting my time doing a different sport. Were there times when that sort of troubled you mentally a little bit? Oh, 100%. 100%. It weighs on your mind here and there that you could have done better, but I, I don't know if I could have. So there were things like I had an, a Bristol game on, on the weekend at, academy age and then the next day I ran a race and I ran really well though so I was happy but then I was thinking in my mind well could you have done better could you but I don't know I felt like I would have done better if I'd actually just relaxed and let it all happen so it definitely weighs on my mind but it's only recently literally within the last year I've come to terms with the fact that it's been beneficial and, and the main thing is just not to look back like your journey is your journey really think about it through my life I have done well when I've lived in the moment. So I feel like I should kind of just relax in that method and just go with like who I am instead of overthinking it. Yeah, I think that is a massive thing with sport that gets so many kids is, yeah, thinking about, think your head so much. Like, oh, this game means that I'll lead on to this and then from there that'll go to something else. If you just focus on the actual game ahead, then you're going to be way better off. It's probably one of the most difficult things in sport, isn't it? Just 
keeping perspective. Yeah, and just taking one game as it goes. Sort of. Yeah, that's true. So it's not just about, yeah, just in terms of games, you should be taking it one game at a time. And I've been in the past one to look too far forward. Am I going to be doing athletics? Am I going to do rugby? Am I going to be injured? Am I going to be nothing? <laughs> and then it doesn't work. It doesn't, you can't turn up to training and train well if you're, you're overthinking that much. I feel like I'm now coming to terms with those points and it's actually helping me a lot more. I'm playing a lot better, I'm feeling a lot better, training better, so yeah, it's been good. It's like a reflective period for sure. Sort of touching it there, like the differences between athletics and rugby as a mental challenge, like obviously athletics and individual sport and then rugby team sport like have you found it different having to motivate yourself as an individual for athletics to then being in a team environment where you've got lads around you motivating yourself and have you been able to bring oh, sort of yeah. athletics mentality over to rugby has that helped there are oh there's huge changes like I can't think of two sports further apart to be honest which yeah. is the craziest thing like it is the purest sport with athletics like I said I go on these no carb diets for a year <laughs> and um no drinking and my whole group would never drink and, and it's not saying that you need to drink I'm just saying there were restrictions all over the place with athletics and it was different to my environment and then with rugby it's kind of the main thing that you need to get in is you need to get back in there and build those relationships because you are a team it is a family kind of at the end of the day so that's been different for sure because athletics is such a selfish sport like and you should be selfish and it is all about yourself. You should be thinking about yourself the whole time. Even our group, we're best mates for athletics, but my group in Birmingham, we'd turn up and on the big sessions and stuff. We wouldn't talk to each other when we turn up. And we're best mates, and we, we wouldn't talk to each other. We'd have headphones on. We'd just give each other a little nod, warm up two hours or something together, and then we just go at it, and you wouldn't say a word to any of them. And then with rugby, it's, it's ridiculous. You come in, and it's way more what I'm like and you, you kind of go say hello to everyone you have a laugh you have a joke and it's because you need to build those relationships because once you go out on the training ground you obviously need to be talking to people all the time you need to kind of know what someone's doing here and there so yeah it's completely different it's hard to build any sort of similarities around it but I feel like if I was to pick something that I definitely think that athletics hardened me as a person it's got some really dark and dark roads on the races. <laughs> and if you don't do well, like obviously you're trying to beat your times by milliseconds and, and you'll be gutted. Even though you may run a race that is just similar to a race you ran a month before, exactly the same time, you'll be absolutely gutted. And, I guess and with athletics, it's like so obvious your performance, whereas rugby, you could like have a good game or a bad game and no, someone might not notice, whereas athletics is purely on your time. So yeah. you, that plays with your head so much. Oh, 100%, because you basically act- just... You run your race and it's whoever's the fastest. And I did like that at the time. There's no, oh, he's good at this, he's good at that. It was just who is the fastest. And that kind of clarity in my mind was nice. And rugby, it was, I didn't know what was going to happen. So it was easier to go down the athletics path at a young age. Do you get more nervous playing rugby or in the start line of a race? I've never actually been, people, I know, so it's a weird one because people do get, I know people get seriously nervous before racing, and that's quite a common thing. So I feel like as a sport, I think athletics does bring more nerves than rugby. But I don't know, I I was never that nervous. You're actually more nervous when you're not doing great, to be honest. And also, I remember saying that I'm more nervous for a 400-meter race in Bristol, where I know I'm going to win by absolute miles or something, but I'm more nervous for that 
than I was at European Juniors in the 200 final just because of how sickening and disgusting the 400 is. Like, you know, <laughs> by the end of the race, you're going to... Th- like, I went 11 race, not great here, but 11 races on the trot throwing up as I crossed oh. the line. So it's just not ideal. Yeah. Like around that last bend, like, uh, no, yeah. five seconds, I'm going to be throwing. Exactly. Up. That's <laughs> what I mean. So, you know, you're, yeah, you know, you're coming off that bend, and you know, all oh, right, you got about eight seconds, and you're <laughs> throwing up, and you're not going to feel right for the whole night. I think, yeah, you lie on the ground. I remember times like lying on the ground for about two hours after and um, be swearing at my mum if she's coming over to me. That's what I mean. I think it hardened me. You have to really put your mind in a seriously strong mental state to even train for those limits and you know like we had these Wednesday sessions in Birmingham that you know you're turning up and you know you're going to be sick and you're going to (laughs) be on the ground for about three hours and I think doing that for three or four years like without any success it massively hit me mentally but looking back now I realized like wow that is crazy that you could have kept doing that and you kept doing all that and all these sessions yeah. the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of sessions will come back and help you in the future yeah so, throw up 11 times in a row I'm not surprised you made the move to rugby <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know yeah we well, looking back on it you might have thought you've struggled mentally with it but I've always thought of you as someone who's quite mentally strong so what would you say helps you keep that motivation going it's really a new thing that I actually only kind of realized that myself and uh with everyone like yourself obviously one of my best mates and other people saying that that i kind of realized that oh yeah you are quite mentally resilient for like the best word yeah but i kind of just didn't realize that myself i don't know i think some of the things with athletics definitely dented in my confidence a bit through injury and, and other th- factors in terms of motivation i feel like i don't really know it's hard to explain but i just kind of keep going if I it's the easiest way to say it. I just keep maybe just for the love of sport like I really went into a dark period when I got injured for two years and I couldn't run I couldn't even jog for about a year and a half and I just remember those were the worst times in my life I think sports psychology is something that's been talked about a lot more these days but it's probably still a long way to go do you think you would have maybe benefited as like a kid having some sort of sports psychologist or someone who understood like the mental side of sports, like talking to you about it? Yeah, one million percent. <laughs> I think sports psychology is huge, but I feel like it also has to come from from your own experiences. Like you can't be told about how to treat one situation or another. I feel like you kind of have to put yourself out there and go through all these situations, and then you'll work it out. You'll develop your own theories on it. But I think having someone there to talk to through those situations yeah would be incredible again like i said i think it's key to learn yourself and develop your own kind of thoughts and theories on it like there's no one rule for your mental state your brain your psychology and sport like it's tailoring it to what works for you so i think it's it's important but it's all kind of to do with yourself and obviously having known you i obviously know about lily doing very well but having a sibling who's you saw when you were growing up achieve such heights must have helped you to sort of remain as competitive as possible but also want to emulate the things that she did it must have been a real motivating factor of that yeah definitely having Lil's been uh incredible I think obviously from start to finish we were in uh, bunk beds together most of our life played sports together the whole time she's obviously a couple of years older than me she's always done incredibly always been a few steps ahead at in many ways in sport um 
obviously she pretty much played for England under 18s football, hockey, uh, was second in the country for 800 metres and then found hockey. So it was good to see that. I think if I could take one thing away, it would be, it sounds simple, but to show it's possible to go and have that as a lifestyle and, and have that as your, your job. And, and basically I saw my one of my best friends and of Lily and my sister just go on and make her life so easily as a professional sportswoman. So I kind of think that it showed me like you're only a few steps off here and there. I was like, oh, we're so similar. So why can't I become a yeah, professional yeah. sports player? So I think, just, uh, yeah, a matter of steps away. Exactly. Like yeah. yeah. There's just a couple of things have gone wrong in the journey, but then I felt like if I had just done that or done this, it would be possible. So I, I feel like the biggest thing for Lily by Miles was showing that it is possible. I think the thing with Lil and through knowing you both is that maybe when you were having some of those times where things weren't going that well, having Lil there made you realise that you shouldn't sort of settle in a way for it, them going badly. Like they might have, for a year, you might have been injured and you weren't getting the times you want or whatever, but you always had Lil there to say like, look, you know the path you're meant to be on. Like don't settle for, don't settle for this kind of thing. And that must have been guiding you for quite a while. Yeah. There are things that I've told Lil that I've never dream of telling anyone in terms of sport and and, and, and she's my first go-to all the time uh, we've been so lucky in the fact that we obviously live together but we um, shared bunk beds played sports together the whole time same friendship group at school like even though she's a couple of years above obviously we always stayed friends uh, then went to live with her in Birmingham for a year and always stayed really close and turned into like a best friend that was also a sister as well and though having someone like that to talk to is like it's like something you'd pay for in some respects yeah. like <laughs> I, I text her every day about sport pretty much and she texts me and and yeah it's, it's literally like something you would you'd pay for advice like that yeah. I feel like there's definitely points yeah and like you said in the lower times that I, I could have fallen off I could have stopped I could have just gone into a bit of a rut but she just explained a situation similar not as drastic but in a similar respect and said oh, a couple of months down the line you'll be fine you'll be killing it you'll be doing this that that and then I just drew similarities from those points and, and, and just kept going so I feel like without having her in professional sport I wouldn't still be going as I am yeah it is a massive thing in sport like family being in sport there's so many sportsmen who either have a brother who's doing it or a dad who's done it you know it is it can't be any coincidence it motivates you doesn't it yeah it's, yeah it's so hard to motivate yourself sometimes when you're in a sort of dark place if you've got some, one of your close family members pushing you and saying look come on now you are really talented yeah, you've got to make most of it yeah. then it's gonna yeah. drive you too well and even just watching her to be honest like joel knows you've seen her like she is just ridiculously talented it's like uh you'll be in a bad stage of your career or something or with athletics and, and and then you just turn on the TV and oh she's banged in the goal in the Commonwealth <laughs> final and obviously going to Rio and watching Lil win the Olympics and whilst I was actually in the worst stage ever because I was in the cast I was in the boot and uh, just come out of it and I remember limping to the games and then you see that and it's like yeah. you're on that pretty much on that kind of precipice or whatever of just like dropping out of sport or yeah. giving it a real go yeah. and then you see that so yeah. I feel like um I've been so lucky in that respect. Fred, you spent quite a lot of time in America. You went to Iowa to college to do some athletics. 
What do you think that they do so well in America in terms of college sport that maybe the UK could learn from? So yeah, yeah, I went to Drake for a Masters, which was recently. From being over there, it's hard to say distinctly because I was in one state out of 50 odd states but um the main thing that you take from america is that i just really like their optimism around it around sport and kind of they wouldn't judge anyone they would feel like they believe anyone can succeed and 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 they love a story they love a rags to riches story and and people making mistakes is is nothing it's if anything it kind of adds to your story so i think there's so many things that the uk can take away from American professional sport especially as it is entertainment at the end of the day like sport is entertainment and the US is just has absolutely killed it in that factor to the point where it's had a negative effect on the rest of the US uh, that none of them participate because they all just watch past college level but what could they take away I feel like um, one thing definitely is is the storylines like I remember being there and sitting on the sofa and just watching college football for one, I, I was just jealous the whole time because I was thinking, like, why could I not be competing? I, maybe if I was born in a different country, I'd be competing in front of 90,000 people yeah. <laughs> at a stadium. But I found it interesting that you sit there and you watch it. And I didn't know, when I first moved there, I liked American football. And it's definitely my favourite out of the three. But I didn't know much about it. I didn't know the full rules and everything. But it was, every single player they went to, there was a story about them. There was there was something. And the way I think about it now is the teams I've been in with rugby and athletics and all these kind of things, they're kind of, there is a story about everyone, but the UK doesn't really pick up on that. They literally just talk of someone doing well. And if you take it back, draw it back to the point that sport is entertainment, it is so interesting to see and hear these stories whilst watching the game and also see how they've developed through the years. So that was the main thing. Obviously, they've talked about recently that they might introduce a tournament in America, which is going to be like the equivalent of maybe the IPL cricket with like 12 teams and there's going to be a lot of money in it. And they're looking to basically build up rugby in America. Yeah. Do you think that rugby in America could take off? Potentially, is there that appetite for it? Yeah. So there is kind of two facts on this that I feel that it could definitely have the players for it the gene pool and the the kind of in america and and the talent in america is ridiculous like to another level that boys people that kind of don't make it into the nfl could have just had a bad year or something or, or a couple of injuries and not make it into the nfl and they'll, they'll literally i've seen it myself from players that i know that will literally then just go and work for their for their dad or go work on the farm <laughs> and these guys are probably up there with some of the most talented people in the yeah. world. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like wasted talent. It's such wasted talent. And, and they need to go into something else. It's kind of like, they need to be educated on it as well. They have this talent and they don't use it after. But I feel like, because American football has come from rugby, that is its, it's history and how it started. And one thing I did love about America is that they do love the English in every respect. And they really respect English people and it's an English sport. So I feel like it could do really well. Yeah, like as you say, I was reading like a thousand people get drafted, a thousand players get um, discarded from the NFL each year. So that's like a thousand elite sportsmen, all probably massive and rapid and like really good sportsmen. Imagine if they went and played rugby, like that's a pretty good pool of people to choose from. Yeah, like if some of the wide receivers from college that didn't make the NFL came over to the Premiership, 
I could find from when I was over there, I could find a handful that would be faster than any rugby player in the whole Premiership that didn't make the NFL. Yeah. And they, you know, they catch. They're incredible at catching. It would just be the other parts of their game. They can tackle. It is quite a skill-based sport. I would quite like to see it purely on a American football basis and, and, and people from America getting in, whether they make a quota that they have to have a certain amount of Americans because I don't want to see them just pumping in the Dan Carters as they finish and like people as they're finishing their career going over there like Japan kind of has. I, I hope yeah. that they go for a basis that there will be a certain amount of Americans in there because there is a huge talent pool out there that could turn into some... I mean, I wouldn't want to defend any of those <laughs> wide receivers that I saw at college yeah, football. No. It's like a huge talent pool that could be uh, like a really dangerous factor for that league. But I hope they just do it in the right yeah, way. That it's yeah. not just like the MLS football, like yeah, you said, yeah, with yeah. David Beckham's yeah. and that as they finish their career. Saw, yeah, so that's the danger. Is like the MLS is a sort of a place where players who have been really high profile during their careers just go and finish their career like Rooney did it Beckham did it all these big names did it so what they've got to do like there's a lot of potential for that rugby league but they've got to make sure that it is a really high performance league rather than just somewhere you go and finish your yeah. career were you in America during the Rugby World Cup that's just got yeah it was and was there any appetite for it there too? I feel like the East Coast as I say like the East Coast is they're the most like European culture in Europe and, and when I went to Virginia obviously on the East Coast that I remember they had a rugby club there. Virginia is one of the best unis in America. It's had the most presidents ever. And I, I know, like, I think George Bush, he played rugby at uni. There's loads of uh, big figures. But I feel there is something for it in the East Coast. When it comes to professional sports, there's literally no comparison. Like, the American system absolutely dominates UK system. Just through how they do it, really. Yeah, we've kind of their storylines with their the build up so you, as we said with high school it's so big kids in 20,000 seat stadiums and all over TV if that kid then goes on all the way to the NFL by the time he even makes his first yeah. signing for the NFL he's one of the biggest Everyone names in America yeah. in yeah. one of the biggest countries yeah. in the world yeah how they do it is they do build you up but it's not you could could argue that the UK they build you up to break you down like we've, we've talked about so, um, like they are looking for that when you mess up in the UK as soon as you mess up in the US it's kind of like how's he going to make a, his comeback kind how's he going to do this yeah, yeah yeah it's all part of the story so it does favour them and they are seen as gods which has massive negatives as well uh, That they are they are seen as absolute gods from high school through college I even saw it with the basketball team and the American football team they were seen as absolute gods at my uni but I do feel it is good for the professional sport. If we're talking about entertainment, it's great entertainment. Well, cheers for doing that, Fred. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, mate. And um, we look forward to seeing you back playing. Yeah, cheers, guys. It was really good. Really enjoyed it. Definitely come back again. Yeah, well, hopefully you'll get back on the pitch soon and we'll uh, come down and watch you. Yeah, same.